0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Here are three random facts about me that I'll bet you didn't even know, Callie. Okay.
2: We've
1: been together for what ten, 10 years, years now, yeah. and I'll bet I'll bet these three things have slipped completely under your radar. Okay. Number one, and I don't this one you would never know because I never say it out loud, but it's a true story fact. Whatever. Um, I have a like 5% fear. Now it's higher than that. Maybe like a 15% fear every time I use usually the big green egg, but sometimes the grill that somebody's gonna call the fire department on me.
2: That's funny that you said that because I had the thought this weekend we grilled out on Saturday. Jeff made a delicious tenderloin and there was so much smoke cuz you said the what was dry the
1: it was damp. So when I started the the fire there was a lot of white smoke because some of the And I looked chips at the window
2: and I'm like how long before our neighbors call the fire department?
1: Yeah, Yeah. but I think it even if there's not a that's what that's what made me think of sharing the story today is uh, how much smoke we had over the weekend. But it's a thought that I have every single time.
2: And but we do have a fire extinguisher.
1: Yeah, and there was no danger. There was no added. There was no smoke thing. Yeah, there's no issue with it. But I have that thought every time in the back of my head. Uh, Number two. One hundred percent of the time when I'm leaving a grocery store, if there is a person who is bagging the groceries Mm. as well as a cashier, I say the same exact thing to the person bagging the groceries as I say to the cashier.
2: Is it a dad joke?
1: No. Oh, what is it? No, it's not a certain phrase. But if I say to the cashier, have a good weekend, I always say to the person bagging the groceries, you have a good weekend as well. Like, I... Because I don't know when it popped into my head, but I'm like, I wonder how many people say have a nice day to the cashier but never acknowledge the bag person. Yeah. I don't know what the proper bagger, customer Mm -hmm. packaging associate, I don't know what their official job title is. But I always say the exact same thing 100% of the time. And uh, the third thing is I physically – I have – 100% 100% of the notes you have ever given me and I cannot physically get rid of any of them.
2: Oh. And
1: I'm talking about even notes that like you like if you write if there's any level of affection in it, I keep it. Oh. So like if you write good luck today, love you, the presence of the love you means I can't throw it away.
2: I have the same thing with you. I have a huge box of like random post-its, notes, like, oh my gosh, I love it so much.
1: But I feel like now, because- It's
2: Ellie's future trash. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly
1: what it
0: is. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same you are now part of the movement. Welcome to The
2: Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
1: Today is Monday, June 27th. My name is Jeff Dollar and today I am grateful for the fire department that is so close to our house. It does make me feel safe. I am grateful that they didn't come on Saturday when I was cooking out, but I am grateful that they are what, three blocks away? They're a block away right now. They're
2: running distance.
1: They're in a temporary home. There's a new mm-hmm. fire station being built, but that fire station is going to be three blocks away. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm very happy about that.
2: My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for our electronic bug zappers. If you do not have an electronic bug, sl- bug fly swatter thing, get you one. It's quite cathartic and also means you get to stay further away from said bugs.
1: It's not a... Don't think that we're talking about one of those things that hangs in the backyard with no. the purple light that goes, when a f- moth flies into it. This is actually.
2: It's a racket with a long arm. Yeah. And it's electronic. And when you push on it, it goes. Tsss.
1: And it, So not a, so you're not smishing the bug to death like a traditional you're fly sweater. You're actually shocking it into submission. And then while it's. <laughs> and then you can either continue to toast it, which I usually do, or. You pick it up with a napkin and crush it or dump it in the toilet or whatever you want to do. But you can get them at Amazon.com. I don't even know what you look. Actually, I don't know if Amazon had them last time. I had to get them at Walmart.com. Yeah. But it's just like electronic fly swatter, game changer.
2: There are times on this show where we're like – honest with you, like, I'm just not feeling today. I, or I feel sad today, or I like can't focus today or whatever. Today is one of those days for me. And Jeff, you can speak for yourself, but I, my heart hurts. Like I have been all weekend, just a mixed bag of emotions and fear and, you know, a lot of other things regarding the Supreme Court decision and kind of where I am right this second. I mean, I say that because I genuinely am. I mean, I am so sad and I'm scared. And there's a couple layers to that for me personally. Uh, one of the layers is that I'm I am sad for who this disproportionately impacts. Yeah. Um and and I I feel like I'm on the lucky end of a crappy thing. You know what I mean? Like like I have health care. I have just I have means to health care and it not everyone has that and that really
1: You have means just, to hel- you have means to health care if sir if you needed to travel for healthcare if if yeah. cir- if local circumstances changed or yeah
2: yeah it just and it makes me really upset and then the second layer for me and I'm going to try to say this as like eloquently as I can because in my heart this is how this is like where my head and my heart are right now I remember and it, it's it's not the same thing but the decision it it's a it's not the same thing, but you'll see when I tell you the story. When we had our miscarriage, we I had a choice um, because the baby was was gone, but my body didn't recognize that. So I had the really sad, crappy choice to figure out what the next step was. And doctors give you options, and Jeff kind of like left it up to me. I mean, we talked about it like you were here for me, but having to make this a decision of, okay, do I want to medically push this forward with medication? Do I want to sit on this and just see if my body ever recognizes what happens? It was the I chose to take pills um to start the process and, you know, I it was the most horrible god awful 7 weeks of my life. That's how long it took for me. And I it was I, it's not the same because we had already lost our baby, but but I am high risk and I do have a history of miscarriages and and that kind of thing and I am older. And as someone who's trying to get pregnant, potentially with a high risk baby, I am terrified. I mean, I I am I was thinking all weekend about having to make decisions that I don't want to make because we want a baby so bad, but that I might run into. And just thinking about how alone I felt and and you were there and I have amazing doctors that I've known forever and that have taken such wonderful care of me. And I was sitting there holding the hand of my nurse, bawling my eyes out. And I can't imagine, you know, having to make a choice I don't want to make and then having to make it not with the doctor that knows me and has known me my whole life that will literally sit there with me while I cry. And it's just, I can't, it is so painful for me to think about. And I'm just scared of the fact that, you know, since we're, we're still in the process of trying to grow our family that I might be faced with some of these decisions. Um, and I just, I hate it. I hate it. And so I'm just sad. I feel sad. I feel mad. I'm, I'm scared. That's kind of what I feel today.
1: I'm, I'm so, um, Logical and, and practical about the way I think about things. To me, it just, to, to me, it is non, it doesn't make sense to not have support systems better support systems in place, if if this is the way that the world is going to go, right, or this country is is going to go, like if, if the overturning of Roe versus Wade and, and putting it back to the states and allowing some states to have really restrictive access, if that's the case, all of these laws are taking place right now. Some of them have already been triggered and some of them are happening right now. But there's no support system in place to take care of the mothers who now have to be mothers to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't. It's just. It's just. It's just odd to to me. And I don't know. I I can't. I don't even think I can articulate properly. But to me, it's just.
2: I just can't. whatever your
1: personal belief is. It's just really, really frightening to me, the control,
2: the control, I mean, the the, level of control.
1: And, and I've, you know, I've used the, this example in talking to people and it's, and it's a horrific example, but if there are two people whose lives are at stake, that are members of your family, that are, that are born living members of your family, the right? Your children and their life and their lives hang in the balance and they have to be on some sort of machine, but there's only one extension cord, right? Mm -hmm. For that machine. Who do you, who would you want making a decision on who gets that extension cord? You and your family and your and your doctors. And, and if you are, um, you know if you pray like to god or to whoever in your church and your support system is that who should be making the decision where the extension cord goes to or should it be a government entity yeah. who's dictating like i don't think and i think
2: you know, that's a scary thing like you know it's 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 to me yes it is scary to be in a room with you and me and our doctors and have them say I have different medical advice, but I can't, there's nothing that I can, I can do to help you. And that, that to me is, is really terrifying. And I'm also, you know, we might be in a position where IVF might be something coming down the barrel for us. So it's just complicated. There's a lot of layers to it. I am feeling just really sad and having a lot of like, like flashbacks to our miscarriage and that's really hard for me and I'm struggling today. That's so that's where I am. Um we don't have to talk about it anymore, but I just felt like not saying something like and just acknowledging that I feel like super sad today um would be, you know, not very authentic. So Here we are. That's where we that's where we are. Um
1: other now nah, uh other highlights from the weekend.
2: Yeah. Other, other (laughs) things that we did this weekend. Okay. I will say, so I, uh, did something and I was like the only person my age (laughs) in eyesight that did this, but we went to the farmer's market in our neighborhood this weekend and they had this little, like our city had a little booth set up. Right. And they were asking people to kind of like informally vote on what you want your city to look like, like aesthetically what's important to you. Is it cycling? Is it, you know, lanes for cyclists? Is it, biking trails. Was
1: it a, a, were they calling it a 10 year plan or a 20 year plan? A
2: 20 year plan.
1: So it's, it's, we're going to start looking at what the Sandy Springs of 20 years from now will look like, Mm -hmm. help us plan. And Callie was
2: all in. I was all it
1: in. Was all in. <laughs>
2: I mean, you know, I thought it was exciting. I thought it was cool. And it's something like you don't have to like go and research a lot about. You can say, okay, do I like what's most important to me and my family? Is it green space? Is it more parks? Is it restaurant life? Like, and they had all these things. So you can voice your opinion without, you know, well, just saying, this is what I think would be cool for my neighborhood. And it also had like, what are your concerns <laughs> right now? I did see that like everyone in our neighborhood was like, like traffic. (laughs) Like there's one road that goes through our city and it is so congested all the time. And that was like a main thing. And I asked Jeff, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, do you want to go vote for our city? And before he could even say no, I was already in line with like my sticker book to like put, you know, things of my opinions. And you also got, they had like a, which is most visually appealing to you kind of thing.
1: I, um, actually regret not Spending more time with that because the only thing that I really don't like about where we live is their sidewalks.
2: And they had that as yeah. a um, as a thing. I also put it there. I put there. I put traffic. Um, and it was asking, too. It's like, do you want a bunch of, like, hip, cool restaurants? And, like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be so cool. And then I'm like, no, traffic. Yeah. Like, I like our local restaurants that yeah. are kind of, like, untapped in our city. Like, people don't come to our part of the city for restaurants, but we have good restaurants. I think they do. Um, I feel like
1: more That's why we have traffic.
2: No, we have traffic because- Roomies. Okay. Traffic jam. Yeah. But I do feel like it's different than, you know, up north in Atlanta. So we've got like the city center, right? And then up north, there's a huge shopping mall and they have like, that's a destination. Like people drive like an hour to go there. But that's
1: like live, one of those live work things. You're talking about Avalon, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like live, work, shop, whatever. We don't have that.
2: Well, but they were asking different things of like, would you like to see this? Would you like to see this? And I was like, okay, that might be a little big for our little city, but you know, like
1: You should be like, talk to us after you, ask me again after you've solved the traffic mystery.
2: Right. right. So anyways, I was like really excited and I was super into it. Like, I feel like I gave my, you know, my voice to my city and said, hey, here's what's important to me and my family. And here's what I would like to see.
1: Yay, democracy. Yay. (laughs) I have, yeah. Um, You have a what? I'm not going to say it.
2: Oh, okay.
1: I was going to make it democracy, people lending their voice to yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but but I think that's obvious. Yeah. Um, so I have a completely based in in very little. You didn't
2: s- say the other thing that we did that was so exciting this weekend. Do you remember?
1: I do, but I didn't think I don't know what we would say besides we. Callie, we, went, we
2: went to the local library <laughs> this weekend. We
1: were, we were walking back from the farmers market, and the library had just opened. And I said, let's go in because they have like a little, you know, kids section. And I know they do story times and stuff. And, and everybody says, oh, libraries are great when you have kids. And Callie and I realized that it was the first time either one of us had been in a library for non-voting purposes in since college for both I of mean, us. I mean,
2: yeah. And you know what made me kind of sad, though? And this is really weird. But if you are a kid that grew up going to your public library, which yep. I was, like we did story time, we, you know, rented books out, whatever – I rented
1: books, signed books out. You're thinking of Blockbuster.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Signed books out. Um, I <laughs> was very um Did your library have a smell? Yes. Like a unique smell? Yep. I was really disappointed that our library didn't have that smell.
1: I didn't think of that, but you're right. We
2: walked in and it was like there was no smell at all. And I wanted to walk in and kind of like smell the musty smell of old books.
1: It's the smell of the card catalogue.
2: What's the you card never,
1: catalog? Oh, you know that you pull out. Pull the big drawers out, uh-huh. then you would flip through the the books and see what, what books were in there. You never had to use that. Did I you? mean,
2: there were scanners in this library. Oh, yeah. There were, I mean, it was it was quite impressive, but I did like, is the library smell out, or do mm-hmm. we just have a newish library?
1: Or maybe because they had just opened. Maybe, maybe. like they just fired up the air conditioner or something. So it was all fresh air.
2: Don't make fun of me, but I think I'm gonna go to my childhood library and see if it smells the same. <laughs> Because I missed that smell and I wanted it so bad. And then we walked in and it was like all clean smelling. And I'm like, you guys, come on. Like, are we not musty anymore?
1: I have a very non-scientific health plan idea for you. And when I say it's non-scientific, it's because I made it up. But it's based on all the scientific things that you have tried to get your energy back and to fix your sleep and all that stuff.
2: So it's, it's your, but you have Googled.
1: I've Googled, but uh, basically what I think you need to do, and I would like you to try this for for one week. I think you have a lot of, this is again, completely non-scientific, but I think not only do you have like the, your weird schedule that you're dealing with and, and, and the hormones and stuff that you're trying to fix with your doctors or whatever, but I think you have a lot of um, hidden stress, like let's call it micro stress and this is not stress that's like related to how um you know we're gonna pay our bills or where we're gonna live or is ellie healthy these are like the stress that comes with oh my gosh i have to pack my lunch tomorrow and i forgot to go buy you know t- turkey for the for my lunch or uh oh my gosh I, i've got to pa- i got to get dressed for work. And I forgot to put my clothes in the dryer, like all Mm -hmm. those tiny little things. And so here's my non-scientific plan for you. I think you on Saturday or Sunday, I would recommend doing it on Saturday because Sunday will cause stress. But I think on Saturday you put, you put all your outfits together for the following week. You write down everything you're going to have for lunch. The following week, we make sure we have those groceries and as much of it made as we can. You take your, like the vitamins and the supplements that you take in the morning, you put them in like an individual, like get a little pill box or whatever. So those are all sorted out. Then I think you sleep as late as you possibly can. Like, In the morning. So if you have to walk out the door at 420, you try to get up at like 350. Give yourself 30 minutes. There's no lying in bed. There's no scrolling. There's no, oh, I got to read the emails. I got to read the news. Nope. You set your alarm. You get up, get out of bed, take a shower, go downstairs. That's when you start. Because if not, the minute, think about this. The minute your alarm goes off and your eyes open, you're dealing with stress immediately. Mm -hmm. From the, I mean, from that moment on, and even, th- so you have all the stress, and then, so that's the first part of my plan, that's the morning part, and then the night part is, I think you go to bed later. Okay. Not a lot later, but a little bit later.
2: I think that you, because we've talked about this a little bit off the air, and I think you want me to give myself a little bit more grace. Yes. Yes. And some wiggle room. So if I happen to get in bed early, there's not the guilt of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm so stressed. I'm already behind. But you're not saying actively stay up.
1: No, you don't force 30 you.
2: or 45 minutes later, you're just saying stop beating yourself up if you go to bed 30 minutes.
1: No. What I'm saying is if you're able to sleep until let's say 345 in the morning, right? If you go to bed at 745, that's eight hours of sleep. If you go to bed mm-hmm. in between like at 7.30, fall asleep. Well,
2: this is go to bed, but I, I have trouble falling asleep sometimes. I know,
1: sometimes. I know, but hear me out. But that's eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. So if it takes you 45 minute, a half hour to fall asleep, you're still getting seven and a half hours of sleep. That's a lot of sleep. That's plenty of sleep, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is instead of being so anxious to get into bed by 6.30 because, okay, it's going to take me a half hour to fall asleep, and then I'm going to wake up, and then I'm going to work out, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, that's all stress,
2: I don't disagree with you. So I am willing to try your plan. Okay. I'm willing to try your plan. There are a couple holes that I can see that might not work out. So let me think about this for like 24 hours. A
1: glitch in the, there's a glitch in the matrix.
2: Well, maybe, I'm not sure. There might be some things that we have to work out, but I will try, I will try it your way as you tried it my way last year with your scheduling. And, um, but let's poke hole. Let me poke a couple holes in it and get back to you tomorrow.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad.
1: A bear walks into a bar and says to the bartender, one whiskey and one Coke. The bartender says, why the big pause? And the bear says, I don't know, man. I was born with him. (laughs) Here's the story. A city girl named Molly marries a fifth generation beet farmer and now lives right on the border between Minnesota and North Dakota. And she gets a TV show and now a podcast. Molly's recipes are so simple and so genius and they're inspired by the meals that she makes for herself and her family with a little twist. But the winner here are the sounds that they capture on her podcast. The sizzles and the pops as she cooks bacon and hash, the crunch of the cabbage and the fishy tacos. You get to hear it all. So if you are a fan of ASMR Or if ASMR was a cooking show, this is the podcast that you want to listen to. They put the actual recipes in the show notes. So if your mouth starts watering while you're listening, they've got you covered. If you've seen the show Girl Meets Farm, this podcast takes the audio right from that TV show. It's going to feel like you've got Molly right in your kitchen, keeping you company as you get dinner ready. You can find Girl Meets Farm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Girl Meets Farm. Enjoy.
2: As moms, we want to make the best possible choices for our kids. But sometimes it's hard because time is not always on our side. We are busy no judgment here. One thing that I have really loved is Little Spoon. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy meal time and snack time for your baby, your toddler, and your big kid delivered right to your door. They make healthy mealtime easy at every single stage, saving hours in your week and at a reasonable price. They're also the most flexible company. You can pause, you can modify, you can cancel, or you can skip at any time. Now, Ellie has tried a bunch of these. And I love the plates that are pre-put together. So they have a super healthy, like, hidden veggie situation Going on. She loved the hidden veggie mac and cheese that we had. And you pop it in the microwave for a couple of minutes, take the top off of it, and serve it to her right on the plate it comes in. It is super duper easy, and the food is really nutritious for her. The best part is the price is awesome. With kids' meals under $5 and baby food and smoothie snacks under $3, it makes trying Little Spoon easy. Get 50% off your first order with the code UPSIDE at checkout when you go to littlespoon.com. Again, that is 50% off when you enter the code UPSIDE at checkout. Go to littlespoon.com.
1: Sometimes you got a day that's filled with multiple things. Like maybe you're meeting a romantic interest for coffee in the morning. Then you head off to work where you all got to be all official and proper. And then you're meeting friends out for happy hour where you can be a little more like, you know, shenanigans or whatnot. You can wear the same outfit and change your eyeglasses. thinking, what? Why would I do that? Because the eyes are the first thing that people notice. And if you change your eyeglasses, people are going to know exactly what you're up to by how stylish your frames are. And that's so easy with pair eyewear. I love this. Pair eyewear has $60 frames with prescription lenses that you get. Those are great. Those are the base frames. But you can also get these top frames they're magnetic and you can build a collection that matches your personality and you can swap them out whenever you like so I've got the basic black frames you'll catch me wearing those most of the time but I've also got brightly colored top frames for when I'm just feeling a little I don't know saucy or I've got something different going on or I just don't want to look boring with my basic black frames Pair Eyewear makes glasses as unique as you are with one pair, an infinite style. It all starts at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com upside. You'll get an additional 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at pair slash upside. Here are my three random things for today. Number one. Your personality is partially determined by the climate of the city you grew up in. Now, I glanced at this and was like, "Uh, whatever, silly little thing. But then I read it and I'm like, it actually makes perfect sense and it applies to me. Uh, It was a study of one and a half million people. Of that one and a half million people, if you grew up in a moderate Uh, Climate, where the temperature was around 72 degrees 12 months out of the year, you are more agreeable, extroverted, conscientious, and emotionally stable. Okay. If you grew up in freezing temperatures, you're an introvert. And I'm
2: like, (laughs) but it also makes total sense because – I mean, when you're, so Jeff's from upstate New York and when you live up there, there's a good chunk of the year where it's too cold to go outside, right? As a
1: kid, what's strange about it is like, as a kid, you kind of don't care. You're like, whatever, I'll do it. But like, as you become an adult, like there's times that I would call, uh, you know, my parents and I'd be like, Hey, what's going on? (laughs) And my mom or dad would be like, yeah, we haven't left the house in two weeks. It's 26 degrees. We're not going anywhere. (laughs) Like, they would literally go to the grocery store. And
2: and that's not abnormal. Like, that's not your parents' thing. It's like an upstate New York thing because it's so cold. People just don't leave.
1: Yeah. Um, Higher temperatures uh, make you slightly less emotionally stable and agreeable, but not as bad as the freezing temperatures.
2: So what would Atlanta be?
1: Um, I think Atlanta would be around the 72 like i think that would be our average like yeah. you know the past week it's been 100 but and sometimes in the, <laughs> in the winter, winter it's it gets like down 50. to yeah but i think the average is around 72 uh here's a tip if you get bit by mosquitoes or any bug that makes you itchy but you don't have any cream or stuff to stop the itch uh bug, mou-
2: bug spray or like the itch like the, the benadryl itch. okay
1: uh mouthwash works Oh. So put mouthwash on the bite and it has a calming effect that will instantly reduce the need to scratch. And uh, my third random that fascinated by this, my third random thing. Uh, you know how there are some international foods that Americans generally find gross? Like I think like escargot would fall in that category. Like snails. Mm-hmm. Like in France, delicacy. Yeah. The majority of Americans are going to be like, you want me to eat a snail? Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, here are some American foods that foreigners find absolutely disgusting. Love this. Okay. Some of these make perfect sense, like cheese whiz and oh. Velveeta cheese. Yeah. Like foreigners are like cheese what?
2: product, I believe, is what they call it.
1: Um, here are a couple others that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Grits, which I get. I don't like grits. I know it's in, being a, in, living in the South. That's a bad you thing just to say. Had a
2: made grape. You don't know how to make
1: grits. That's what he says. Red vine candy.
2: Mm, I don't know if I've ever had red vines. It's like a Twizzler, right? Yeah, but I'm kind of a Twizzler purist. Um, Beef jerky. Yeah, I don't get beef jerky. I think it's so gross. Corn dogs.
1: And this is my favorite foreigners find supermarket bread disgusting.
2: Oh, because usually you get it fresh from a bakery, but the supermarkets have, oh, I guess some have fresh bread, but if you're not buying the fresh bread, then yeah. I
1: did not realize this, but I did a little Google Google on it. Um, the concept of a loaf of bread sold in a plastic bag Mm -hmm. that will last two or three weeks is unheard of in some countries. Yeah. So, uh, those are my three random things.
0: Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word upside to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff.
2: Last week, we told you about Lace Larrabee from Chidi's. She was on America's Got Talent, which was amazing. And this week, we have awesome news about her co-host, Catherine, co-host, Catherine Blandford.
1: She released a comedy album, and I think, did it come out on Thursday, Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, in the middle of the week last week. And within 24 hours, the number one comedy album on iTunes.
2: I mean. Or
1: Apple, yeah, iTunes.
2: Is it iTunes, Apple Music? I don't know, I can't keep up with them, but it's on the Apple whatever. Um, and yeah, it hit number one for comedy, which is awesome. Those two are killing it.
1: Yeah, so uh, if you are looking, and Lace has an album coming out. So if you're looking to laugh and you're a fan of Chidi's, uh, go l- look up Catherine Blandford and when you get to the charts, she'll be the one at the top. That's her, pick up her album. Congratulations, Catherine.
0: Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Katie. Um, I was listening to today's show and was just cracking up about the Google searches. Um, My husband and I do that all the time. And it's just so funny. Um, But
2: anyways, love the show. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Have a great day. Bye. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Years ago, I wanted to feel like my best self, right? So part of that was working out. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to ask somebody. I don't know anything about weights, right? So I'm going to ask somebody like, what should I be doing that's good for me? How can I like work out? How can I like push my body? And how can I just feel better, right? And then when I tell people that, they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's so cool. How do you feel? I'm like, I feel great. It's the same thing with therapy, right? When you walk into a therapy and you're working on your mind, you're working with a professional who can help like, lead you through some murky mental situations. Life is stressful. It can be really hard and you do not have to navigate it alone. So if you're feeling a little foggy, a little down, you don't even have to know what's wrong because a good therapist will lead you through everything and better BetterHelp is here to make it as easy as possible because you can do it from the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com upside. That's B E T T E R H E L P.com upside. We woke up on Sunday morning and you know what thought I had? I had the thought, Oh my God, someone is waking up this morning and they haven't had the greatest night's sleep of their life. And that is incredibly sad. Like If you are not going to bed and having the most comfortable, luxurious experience, you are missing out on a key part of life.
1: It is not uncommon for me to wake up in the morning and think, man, I slept so well. As a matter of fact, it's frequent. It's almost... It's pretty consistent where I wake up and go, that was a really good night's sleep. Um, And the only thing I can attribute it to is... The Cozy Earth Sheets. It's the only variable that's changed over the past few months.
2: It is super soft. You will have a cool night's sleep, which is amazing, especially if you're a hot sleeper like me. And they have a great discount that they're offering us right now. And that's 40% off your order. And they don't just have sheets. They have PJs. They have towels. They have all sorts of stuff. So go check it out at CallieAndJeff.com slash sleep. And your discount's going to populate at checkout.
0: Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Kathy. I just called to tell Callie that I was so relieved to hear her talk about her feelings about the cinnamon roll, um, biscuit roll, cardboard tube. I have always taken those, wrapped them in a towel, carried them out to the garage floor, and smacked it on the floor inside the towel. And people have told me how nuts that is, how crazy that is. To me, it's just like bursting a balloon. You know it's going to, you know it's going to happen, but you don't know exactly when. So that's how I solved that problem. And now that I know that I'm not alone, I'm going to keep doing that and I won't have to excuse myself. Have a good day. Kelly, I know that you're a true crime so I'm trying to figure out why you guys keep flipping in these context clues about where you guys live is literally driving me crazy. I know stranger danger is real in my head, but could you please stop disclosing so much details about where you guys are? Too many, too many clues. Thanks. Bye. Oh, you guys hit a nerve with the romper room. and saying the names. Okay. So my name is Jacqueline and I was always called Jacqueline as a kid. Now it's more Jackie, but, um, Never, I honestly don't ever remember one moment where she said Jacqueline. Still hurts. Um, also, Callie, same thing, could not find, I know it's changed, but could not find magnets, mugs, anything with my name on it. So finally, we went to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, and I got a mug with Jacqueline on it. And you bet your butt I still have that mug. We just brought up some, some painful memories, but, but good ones, too. All right, Bye hey Callie and jeff this is mike from orlando i was listening to an older
1: episode and where you're giving away uh, a stair gate and you have to text the word to your phone number and it just dawned on me like i right, like i was about to do it and then i realized it's a older uh episode and then i'm like i wonder if anybody else texts them Anyway, just a random thought of mine that I'm spending way too much time thinking about
0: and not thinking about the things that are going to happen. Hope you have a great weekend. Hey, Jeff, it's Robin. I had to pause today's episode because I challenge you that you are, that that is not correct about Ellie owning camera. And the reason I say that is little kids like taking pictures and they actually make little cameras and they are not great quality pictures but they do make little cameras for kids that you know are a little more hardy so if they drop them they're not going to break and my kids loved having that. So I got them a camera and now they have these little cameras that are like 50 bucks that you can they can shoot videos on and make funny things with the videos. So because she's not that many years behind my kids, I would say that I think she will. She just might not have a good quality camera as she gets older and I agree with that for sure because I don't think my kids will either once they're allowed to have a phone love your show have a
2: great weekend bye if you're constantly doubting yourself I'm a psychologist and here are three things I wish I knew when I was younger about self-doubt number one avoidance feeds self-doubt and the more you avoid something the more you will believe in that narrative that says I would never have been good enough anyway Number two, tackling self-doubt demands courageous action in the direction of something that matters to you, something that feels so important that it overrides your need to feel comfortable and ready. Number three, when you stop waiting for self-doubt to disappear, when you make this radical decision to let that self-doubt come along for the ride as you do that scary thing, it won't hold you back
1: anymore.